Welcome to the Puck Sports Podcast. I am your host, Nathan Alford, coming to you today with the Player Show. So the structure of these shows will be this. We will have our player interviews, whether it be football, basketball, soccer, slow-pitch softball, doesn't matter. We're going to have individuals on the show. We're going to talk with them. We're going to ask them questions about high school, ask them questions about their season, and uh, just try to have some fun with it. So this is more of our student-centric show, and uh, we'll be looking to grow the audience that is our student population. Today's show will include Scott Alford on the front end with his analysis of the Shadow Park Highlanders, and then we'll move on to Daniel McKernan and Evan Duchesne, all-star kicker for the Pups, and then we'll close the show out with our all-in segment. But first, let's get to Scott Alford. He's got some eyes. He's got some ears. He's been seeing and hearing a lot about the Shadow Park Highlanders in and around the GSL. Scott, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> yes, I have eyes and ears. Um, well, you know, going by the history of G Prep and Shadow, I think probably most people think this is a W. Uh, and I would think that too. However, uh, <clears throat> watching Shadow on film, they they have a few they have a few uh, kids on their team that can cause some problems. Uh, they like to throw the ball, yeah. Um, which they've done since Coach Stanfield was there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, they will run the ball a little bit to complement the passing game, but they they like to go five wides a lot. That's going to put pressure on the prep defensive backfield. Um, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. The, uh, their quarterback Schmidt, he has very good vision of the field. He reads very well, got a good arm. Uh, he stands tall. He's number three. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he's, he's not bad. Um, as I said, he reads real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a quick throw guy, and then uh, you know he gets a lot of help out from Doyle, who's running back number two. Yeah, and so that will be big from a standpoint of him being successful tonight. And from the two games on on film that I saw, they they get some pretty good chunks of yardage in their passing game. It isn't a horizontal passing game; it's it's more of an intermediate vertical passing game. Um, so I think prep's got to be, they've got to get pressure and they got to have to have, going to have to cover well, at least defensively. Yeah, no. And I noticed they like to run the ball to the left side. I think that's the strong part of their O-line. And, uh, yeah, they do have a tall wide receiver. I can't remember his number, but pretty big kid, uh, that they'd like to throw the ball up to, uh, when they get the opportunity. Xavier Atkins. There you go. Xavier Atkins. Yeah. He's six, four. Yeah, tall boy, tall boy for sure. And the other the other uh, player that compliments him is Liam Johnston. Liam Johnston, okay. Uh, he's number seven. He's six one. So got some height on the outside. So yeah. that means uh, Isaiah and uh, Brandon Kelly will be challenged on the outside there. So that'll be good. That'll be a good matchup. And one thing I did notice is their quarterback Schmidt. He does in you know they obviously run a shotgun formation. He lines up pretty deep. It's not a pistol. It's not five yards or four yards. He's He lines up six to five, six to seven yards deep in a shotgun. Well, I noticed that they're cont- continuing to uh, have the Allen Stanfield model of an O-line where their center, I think, is like 140 pounds and 5'8". So 
pretty small, I think, up front, and I think that's probably why that guy stands so far back. Yeah, so it, it, it is difficult to get to him. So um, that'll be interesting. That, that'll be a good little chess match tonight. Um, and then offensively going against their defense, they've got a, they got a defensive tackle that's pretty good. Uh, Lucas Fletcher, he's number 56. Yeah. He's 6'1", 230. Um, he's strong. He's pretty stout. He can run very well. <clears throat> I watched him chase down some plays from the backside. Um, and then on the other end, they've got a defensive end named Zach Kroger. Yeah, he's number 54. Yeah. yeah he's 6'3", 230. He's got the flow. Yeah, and he already has eight sacks on the year. Yeah, no, that guy's a force for sure. No, so, watching him play against West Valley, he made definitely made his presence known. Interesting with uh, with uh, Kroger, he he has a he has a very uh, unique stance as as a coach. Looking at it, it's completely backwards of what you would teach. But he's <laughs> he's pretty he's pretty athletic, so I think it's one of those deals they just let him do it. Um, but they do a pretty good job of containment on the outside now. What'll be interesting to see is a good way to for prep to neutralize him is to run their option at him. Yeah. Make him commit, basically him take him out of the play. Yeah, make him make a decision. So I'm sure that that's part of the game plan. So that'd be fun to watch if you're going to the game to see those matchups and see how uh, how G G prep comes out. Yeah, and you know their quarterback plays both ways too. I think he plays safety, so a uh, little little interesting on that front. Yeah. So. That's perfect. No. So uh, get out there, support the Bullpup, 7 p.m. at Bullpup Stadium. Bring a rain jacket. You may get rained on tonight. Or snow. Or snow. Uh, but nonetheless, it will be chillier than uh, I September. think in previous games. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the game, and uh, we'll we'll look for you out there. We'll wave if you call us out, call us out and uh, we'll look to enjoy it. Now let's get to our two-player interviews. First, Daniel McKernan. And then uh, Evan Duchesne to follow. They both had great things to say, wonderful guys, and looking forward to seeing them playing tonight. The middle linebacker, a.k.a. the Mike linebacker for the Pups, Daniel McKernan joining me today on a day where we could have a little bit of rain in the forecast. Now, uh, Daniel, does the rain bother you ever to play? Um, Not really. It just kind of doesn't really matter what condition it is. Okay. Just go out and uh, play the same, same way every game. Now, uh, the name... Daniel. You ever go by Dan, Danny, Daniel, my boy? What, um, what do we got? My mom prefers me to be called Daniel, even though a lot of my friends call me Dan. Some of my coaches call me Danny. Uh, Coach McIntyre calls me Danny, but my mom likes likes me to be called Daniel. So Okay, well, message heard loud and clear from mom. We will be formal here on the Pup Sports Podcast. <laughs> it is Daniel when you come on, okay? Sounds good. All right. Now, uh, are you one to wear long sleeves when it's cold out? No, uh, I actually try to go sleeveless as uh, as much as I can. It, later in the season, when it gets to be where uh, when we're in the weeks where it's snowing, I, I tend to wear uh, sleeves. But no, I during the fall I, I like to go sleeveless, and then I uh, I wear tights all, every game too. It's just kind of my style, sleeveless with tights. All right, now walk me through the pregame ritual. What do you do leading up to a game? Um. So after school the team goes to mass. Then uh, some players go to uh, the Chinese gardens, which is Andrew Chan's um, family's restaurant. And then um, me and some buddies go to my house and, and we look at memes. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we watch, uh, we watch memes and then I drink, a, I drink an energy drink before, uh, every game too, which coach McKinnon is right here and he's not mad. He's not happy that I said that. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that in front of him. <clears throat> now, uh, when you do get the Chinese food, what do you go to with? What's what's go with or go to order? Um, the strawberry chicken. All right. With the with the fried rice, it's it's unbelievable. That's living dangerously, my friend, right there. I like. Oh my it. gosh! Yeah. <laughs> now, what about energy drink of choice? What uh, what brand do we like? Uh, I like Monster, but am I? I don't know. It depends on the game. It depends on how I'm feeling. I try not to drink too much just because I know it's bad for you and but I don't know it's just kind of it's kind of tradition so okay I'm going to keep doing it All right what's the biggest thing uh you worked on personally in the off season Um I really tried to work on uh so I was in the weight room a lot this summer um I worked on trying to get a a lot as many kids as possible as many of my teammates as possible to go uh work out cuz I I think it's really important for us to have uh team chemistry going into the season and um i think i think that's one of our de- defining qualities honestly is um how well we play together and just we have a good bond and so yeah that and um just lifting were the two things that that i was working on this summer that's great now what what is the role of the middle linebacker on the defense um so as coach wetzel would say we are we are the the quarterback of the defense um, so we, we make the calls and, uh, we call the strength and then we just do our job as, um, run and pass, pass coverage. So. Okay. Now, if you were to ever get a sack on the quarterback, do you have a celebration you like to do? <clears throat> I've actually only had one sack, um, in my, in my career. And that was just this last game against you high. Uh, so no, not really. I kind of just yell. <laughs> I get pretty, I get pretty hyped. Some people would notice on the, on the, uh, on the field. <clears throat> but okay. yeah, no, not really a celebration, just uh, just kind of a yell, I guess. All right, that's fair, but we need to talk to Coach Higgins, get him to blitz you a little bit more, man. We need more sacks nope. on the season. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'll I've see what we him. can do. I've told him, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, your dad and older brother played linebacker, right? Yes. Have they taught you anything about the position that have helped you in yeah, your career? Yeah, actually, uh, my, dad, my dad has been coaching me since I was in second grade, so... He's basically taught me almost everything I know um, up until high school. So I'm really grateful to have had him as my um, as my football coach. And then I always watched my uh, my older brother Kale um, growing up. I used to be a ball boy for uh, for prep in like fourth grade through through seventh grade. I was a ball boy, so I got to watch watch my brother growing up, which is pretty cool too. Yeah, that is. Now, uh, your dad and or brother, do they ever have stories that they consistently tell that if you're around someone that you haven't been around in a while or they bring up football, that your dad or brother go to this story about their playing career? Um, so my dad won a state championship in 90, 1986. He likes to talk about his team a lot. And then uh, for my brother, um, I remember there was a, it was like a double overtime game against Ferris. And uh, he had he had a couple big plays in that game, and I was actually a ball boy back then too. So there's some pretty good memories and some good stories to tell with yeah. their football careers. Okay. Now, would you say you love football? You know, I mean, I love I love football for sure. Okay. Now, do you it's, love football more than basketball? That is a good question. Um, 
I don't I don't know if I'm if I should answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to get any of my coaches mad. So <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm always fascinated by that question after Kyler Murray decided to go into the NFL and forego Major League Baseball, and that was a big hot yeah. topic for him. If he whether or not he yeah. loved football. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm hoping I'm hoping to uh, I'm hoping to play at the next level for for football. So that's 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 the goal right now. Good for you, man. Now, uh when you were that ball boy, did you dream about playing under the lights on Friday night? Oh, uh I always say the first time I got into the game um was last year against Coeur d'Alene and it was just so surreal to be out there cuz Growing up, I always looked up to those guys who were who were going out and playing on Friday nights, and it's just so cool to be uh to be the be on the team that's that's going out and playing under the lights with all the people there. It's awesome. Okay, now who jokes around more on the football field for practice and or games, uh, Coach Higgins or Coach McKenna? Depends on the day. It depends on <laughs> it depends on their mood. Uh, how often do you feel you're reminded of your last name? as you walk the hallways uh, or you're, or you're playing that level of expectation that your name carries? Um, I've had, I've had a lot of family that's gone through the school. So, yeah, I mean, I guess there's some expectations of how to act and how to play on the field, but um, it doesn't really, I kind of just do my thing. Uh, you know, I always try to be a good person and I try to have as much energy as possible on the field, but yeah, one of the um, things I think, as... oh, sorry, I just want to say one of the things I see in you is, you know, you're really carving your own path. I mean, I see that out there when you're playing on the football field and then when you just interact with your teammates, even the stories you've told, you know, there's a big part of that that that's that's more you than anyone else. So, yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, there is there is some some truth to uh, kind of uh, going with that that family name. But, um, yeah, I'd say I just try to do my own thing and um, be a leader. Yeah. So who has a higher expectation for yourself, you or your family? I would say myself, for sure. Because I, I, my family is proud of me, no matter, no matter what. But I would definitely say, say myself. I'm trying to be the best as possible um, okay. every game and every practice. So. Yeah, now expectations for Friday night, tonight, playing against the Highlanders. What's the main goal for the defense? Uh, uh, the main goal obviously would be a shutout. Um, but I'm just trying to get a win, try to win as many games as possible. So, Hey buddy, go get him tonight. We'll be there. We'll be looking for number five in on some, uh, some tackles and hopefully a sack. We'll see what we can do with Higgins. Sounds good. Hey buddy, take care and, uh, go get him. Yep. Roll pups. Big thanks again for Daniel McKernan joining the show. Now let's get to Evan Duchesne. Some might call him Legatron. Let's hear what he had to say. The man with the leg and 17 points on the season. I believe Coach McKenna calls him Chesney. Evan Duchesne, kicker and wide receiver for the Pups, joining us. Evan, glad to have you on, man. Yeah, thank you. All right, so is it true? Is the coach call you Chesney? Is that what he calls you? Uh, yeah, it's because of uh, how my last name's spelled. It sounds like Duchesney, so the coaches just go with it. All right, man, I like that. Uh, now, as a kicker, have you ever been Charlie Brown before when uh, attempting a kick? I actually have not. That's that's good. That's good. Uh, a lot better on your head and back for sure. Yeah. 
All right, what's the furthest field goal you've ever made? Uh, sorry, could you repeat that? Yeah, no, not a problem. Uh, what's the furthest field goal you ever made? Um, uh, in game, I think last year it was like a 36 yarder, and I think that's still the furthest I made in game. But practice, I've done like a 50 yarder. Okay. Now, uh, what's the routine before you uh, do attempt a kick? What uh, what do you go out there? And what do you do? Uh, so I just I go out there, I step it off, and then I try to uh, visualize the kick and how it's going to go and then um i wait for the snap and then once it's snapped i just uh focus on the ball and try to kick a certain spot on the ball and then follow through all right what part of the ball are you looking to kick uh about three quarters of the way down gets it um good height and then also keeps its distance so usually that's about where okay now i know as a kicker you're not supposed to think about it but what are you usually most worried about the snap, the hold, or the rush? Um, usually it's uh, the hold, because that is what messes me up the most. Most of the time I don't think about the rush. It's kind of like off to the side, and I don't notice it. I trust my lineman to uh, block for me. So. All right. Have you ever kicked the holder's fingers? Uh, yeah, in practice I have. <laughs> Not in the game, though. That's good. That's good. Now, uh, what about if there's a bad snap, what do you do? Uh, yeah, so I just, um, it depends on how bad it is. If the quarterback can still handle it, the holder can still handle it. I'll just, um, try to slow down and wait for him to get it down and then kick it. But if it's really bad, um, then I'll just block for my quarterback so he can get something done. All right. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So you turn into, uh, your wide receiver position, right? Get it out there and stock Mm -hmm. block. Yeah. Now, have you ever flopped to sell a rough in the kicker penalty? Um, no, I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) During, uh, I think it was the California game down at St. Ignatius. I did get hit and I, I probably could have flopped and sold it, but, uh, I didn't. I should have though. Yeah. You're a tough guy though. I like that. Now, uh, I know that it's, uh, been known for teams in college, you know, sometimes in high school, but also in the pros, they'll call a timeout to try and ice the kicker. Um, does that have any effect on you when teams have tried to do that? Um, well, I, I have never had it really done to me, but I think if it would, uh, I don't think it would affect me that much. I'm still going to approach everything with the same mindset I would normally do and just go out there and kick it. But, um, yeah. Okay. Now I've never kicked myself, uh, but I do play golf and I know that a principle on golf is they said, always keep your head down when you're swinging, you're following through. Is that the same thing with kicking? Yeah. Um, I play golf every once in a while, but it's very similar. Uh, you know, you got to focus, you got to get good contact and uh, good follow through also gives you a little more distance and keeps it straighter. Okay. Now, uh, for a team like prep where they don't throw the ball a ton, what brings more pressure when the ball is thrown your way or when you're asked to make a field goal in game? I I think right now it's uh, when a ball is thrown to me (laughs) because last year I would have said um, kicking the field goal, but I've had some practice of that. So I'm not quite as nervous as I used to be but I haven't really been targeted that much as a receiver, so that's still kind of new. Okay. Now, uh, if you're to drop a pass or miss a kick, how do you stay positive? Uh, just kind of got to have a short memory. Just, you know, I know I messed up. I got to figure out what I did wrong and do better next time and make it better so I can come back and make the next one. Okay. Now, uh, do you also have the kickoff duties as well? You kick the ball off? I 
Yes, I do. Okay. Now, is the strategy for that, do you just try and go out there and kick it as hard as you can every single time, or is there actual placement and targeting that you attempt? Um, yeah, there, there is some placement and targeting. So a lot of times, uh, the most common one we do is just deep left. Left for us, so kick it to the left. And But there's some shorter ones that I try to get higher and place it further up the field, and some where I try to get on the ground and just rolling down the middle. So it really just depends. Okay. Now, has Coach McKenna or Coach Wetzel ever gotten a little upset with you uh, on a, on kickoff or a punt? Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I really mess up and they know that um, I haven't kicked to my full potential, they'll they'll get mad at me, but uh, they'll move on and um, then they know I can make get the next one better. Now you're near perfect on PATs for the year. You did have one block last week. What happened? Uh, I. I don't know. I was looking at the ball trying to get the kickoff, <laughs> but I think just, um, you know, the guy got through. He made it through the line and blocked it. Uh, the snap was good. The hold was good. Just didn't work out. Okay. All right. Uh, now, are you aware that you're third on the team as far as scoring behind Jaden and Rob? Um, I was not aware of that, but um, that does make sense. Yeah, man, I've 17 points. Of, yeah, I've gotten a lot of PATs and field goals so far, so. Yeah, you know, that offense keeps scoring. Your point totals is going to continue to skyrocket. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, get out there tonight. Uh, hopefully kick another field goal for us because we're excited to see that you've got two on the year. We've talked about you on this podcast a couple times, and uh, we want to see you continue to have great success, man. Yeah, thank you. All right. Hey, uh, take care, and uh, go get them tonight. Okay, thanks. We have reached the time, the all-in segment with Scott Alford. Yeah! <laughs> uh, again, you are all-in if you agree. You are all-out if you disagree. Scott's got the categories. He lays them on me. We discuss back and forth. Scott, what do you got for us today? Well, rest assured, after the whipping you gave me about the good and plenty all-in, yeah, no nobody one, knows it. Yeah, no one knows what those candies are. They we sell get, it at Fred Meyer. Anyway, yes, okay. but when you have to Google the image of the candy box, you know that that's the issue. Well, people should be a little more aware when they walk through the grocery store. (laughs) Yeah, of of the awful candy. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the first all-in, Nate, and, you know, with summer officially coming to a close on the calendar. Yep, the 23rd. Yeah, it's kind of thematic that way. So my first all-in, Nate, is camping. Now, is there— More specifically, tent camping okay so not glamping not glamorous camping where you're in a trailer or you're in an rv not that you're talking on the ground uncomfortable waking up feeling slightly wet air mattress that goes flat during the night yeah uh i'm probably all in because the fact that i am under the age of 30 so i feel like my body can still handle it i can still handle the soreness the day after to enjoy what does come with camping. So I'm probably all in from that aspect. You got the s'mores, you got the the barbecue, and uh, yeah, you've got the, the elements, being able to look out in the sky, see that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm all out. Couldn't be more <laughs> out on tent camping. Uh, at my age, I want a motorhome. I want a fifth-wheel trailer. I want a shower. I want a TV at night if I wish to watch TV. Not that I don't like sitting around a campfire and, and hiking and all that stuff, but 
Uh, I want to sleep on a bed. So you're, t- um, you're telling me you don't enjoy having to walk to the bathroom in the middle of the night if you have to go? Uh, no. And usually in the <laughs> middle of the night, that walk is about three steps. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm all out on tent camping for sure. Well, you got the lantern, though. There's something magical about it and getting mosquitoes all in the tent and bit. And... Yeah. Does it sound good? No. It sounds horrible. <laughs> so I'm all out on, on tent camping. Um so, okay. So we're moving on. Number two, Nathan, are you all in or all out on lake swimming over pool swimming? That's really tough because I like the fact that typically you can jump off the dock, lay out on the dock, enjoy the time, you know, in the lake. But with the pool, you get the the jumping off the diving board. Oh, that's really tough. I'd probably have to err toward pool only because of the fact that usually the temperature is more consistent. Lake temperatures here can be get uh, pretty cold, and I'm a little bit of a wuss when it comes to cold water. So you're all out on lake swimming over pools? All out, yeah. Uh, if I had, could, if I had a caveat, I would say it depends on the lake, but in general, I would say I'm all, uh, I'm all out. I'll take pool over lake. Um, I like seeing what I'm diving into, and you know, I don't know what's floating around in there, all that kind of stuff. Now there are some lakes that are pristine and very crystal clear. Priest, Lake Tahoe, um, those are fantastic lakes. Cold, yes. But uh, in general, I would say I'm all out. I'll take a pool over a lake. So what comes with a lake, you're able to do the lake festivities, get out on the boat, right? Is that what we're referring to or is it just swimming? Well, swimming, you know, playing around in the water, that kind of yeah. stuff. Not on a boat. No. Okay. No, just playing in the water. a boat on a yeah. pool would be really crowded. Yeah. No. Dangerous. The... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll take the pool, though. I like that. Okay. Number three. Outdoor concerts. Can it be any anywhere for the outdoor concert, or does it have yeah, to be? Yeah, just in general. Outdoor concerts. Do you like them? Are you all in on those? Yeah, for sure. Here's why. Uh, the more popular concerts you go to, obviously, bring more people, more stank, more body sweat, more body heat. And uh, to be outdoors is kind of nice because of the fresh air. Being trapped inside an indoor, small room with people elbow to elbow with you is awful so i would definitely go outdoor because there are also many many outdoor amphitheaters i would love to go to yeah i have been to some nice outdoor venues in my lifetime particularly in southern california um i haven't been there but i've seen pictures of like red rock in colorado um that looks like an awesome place to watch a show. Uh, Pine Knob in Arkansas looks like a neat place. But how about the gorge? The gorge, yeah. If you can stay awake driving there, yeah. And there's not smoke all over the place, so you can actually see the river. Um, I, you know, I've never been to a concert at the gorge, but I've seen pictures. It looks pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. Um, 
I'm all out on, I think, on outdoor concerts. And I'll tell you why. Because almost every single one I've ever been to, the sound blows. Um, and yes, there are a lot of, you can have a lot more people. And a lot of times they have lawn seating and all that kind of stuff. I like to go into a theater where the sound is a little more controlled. Um, you know, like Spokane has a couple of really nice theaters. I've seen shows in the Fox Theater. And I've seen shows in the INB Theater. Um, I'll take those. So outdoor concerts, I'd have to say all out in general. Okay. All right. Fair. So, Enjoy your stank. <laughs> well, that goes wherever the people go. So, um, you know, I don't know. Especially like at, like at, at Quest, seeing an outdoor show there, setting up folding chairs in the parking lot. Yeah. I'll go ahead and pass. Um, okay. Are you all in or all out on fishing? Ever since I learned that Melissa Etheridge taught Brad Pitt how to fish and a river runs through it, I'm all in on fishing because of the fact I really want to know and learn how to fly fish because I've heard it's incredibly difficult. And I think that, you know, getting the waders on, getting the gear, there's something about that. I think that with a man, guys are always usually into the gear, what you get to wear. Uh, so I would probably say all in on fishing, even though I've fished probably a handful of times. So... Yeah, but all in on, on the fishing, for, for sure. Yeah, um, I'm all out. <laughs> I used to fish when I was a kid, never really got into it. I know that people, I think fishing is one of those things, you either really love it. I mean, I know guys that drive around here in the in the Northwest where this makes sense, but I know guys that drive around in the Northwest with a fishing pole in their trunk. And they have, a, you know, a few hours to kill. They'll pull over next to a stream or a river or a lake and just fish. Yeah, fishing, I think, up in the Pacific Northwest is very different than beach fishing because I've been around individuals in Southern California that fish what it seems like for their livelihood, that, like, they need that food to eat. And it is a scary sight on some of those docks. I shouldn't say docks. <laughs> it's like piers. They're fishing uh -huh. off the pier. And that is scary. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um but in general, I mean, I will say fly fishing, if I was going to fish, fly fishing looks like something I could try because it's more active. Yeah. Um, and usually it's it's in some fantastic scenery. Um, so, but yeah, you know, in general, I'm all out on fishing. I'll let someone else do that. I'll, open, I'll get my fish out of a can. Yeah. <laughs> <So. laughs> Yeah, no good. Uh, McCormick, right? The the tuna? Not McCormick. What is it? Starkist? No, I thought that... What's Chicken the of the Sea? Yeah. <laughs> I thought there's a Costco brand that's like McCormick or oh, something. Oh, Kirkland? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's... Kirkland is Costco's generic. And um, just, you know, news to everybody, Kirkland doesn't have their own tuna factory. Yes. So, anyway... <laughs> um, so the last all-in for you, Nate, keeping with that same theme, and this one, this one is pretty easy. I think most people would would like this, but it's very specific. Cooking outside when you're the cook. Yeah, I'd probably be all-in on that. I mean, it's 
so the only real cooking outside you would do would be barbecuing outside. Um, so I'd probably say a pretty all in. Well, if you're camping, easy. you could have an out, outdoor stove, and you could be cooking on a stove. Yeah, I'd probably say all in though on that. Yeah, I I'm all in on that. I I actually enjoy cooking outside more than I do cooking inside. I like being outside, um, having space, not having people in my family come and wander and hover. What's for dinner? Is it almost ready? Putting their fingers in stuff, tasting this and that. So yeah, overall, I'm all in on cooking outside. Um, whatever, whatever it is, I've cooked on Coleman stoves or barbecuing, or you know, putting a grill over a a uh, a fire, roasting weenies, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's good so, fun yeah. for sure over the bonfire. Yeah. yeah, all good memories of summer, which is completely gone now. Yep. So we can put those categories away and move on to the fall and winter ones. Fun stuff. (laughs) So uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, We want to thank the player interviews that we did have. And uh, always, Scott Alford, for bringing the all-in questions. Always enjoy those. And uh, until next week, go Bulldogs. (laughs) 